Hi guys, welcome back to the Black Economist Network podcast. Um, so basically we're a UK-based organisation which seeks to connect, support and inspire black economists whilst challenging the lack of diversity in the field and that's what we do. Um, that's our aim with the podcast and other ventures. Um, introductions, I'm Katia, I'm an early career economist and I am joined by Emmanuel. Can you introduce yourself Emmanuel? Hi Katia, hi, nice to be here today. I'm Emmanuel, I am part of the engagement team at the Black Economist Network and a graduate consultant. Fab. So um, today we're going to discuss a very, very interesting um, topic. So Bloomberg recently um, released an article about Black wealth property ownership. Have you um, read it? Yeah, it seems very interesting. It's it's the first one I've read in this depth and it's so linked to like the black community and spoken to a lot of experts in like sociology and um, black communities. So I've really enjoyed the article. What about yourself? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you're right. Cause it did feature a lot of, um, I think it featured a sociologist and um, just other people that are living that experience in <laughs> being black and being in those areas that, you know, uh, were quite historical for black people um but if you could just um I know I know you've read it if you what 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 were the key things that stood out for you Manuel from that article yeah sure so I think most of the article what stood out was the lack of property wealth that um black people have accumulated over the years in the UK compared to um different ethnic minorities such as um Indian people that have accumulated more than white British in the UK in terms of property wealth also just seeing the different barriers that they have such as um generational wealth um credit um lack of credit access and rising house prices and even being in low paid jobs and wage gaps has definitely shown the the barriers for the black community in the UK. Yeah, I think I think that was quite um, the, the the number of having uh, <laughs> zero zero wealth, property wealth in the UK was quite a striking number. Um, and I think that was sim- the same for both black Africans and both and black um, Caribbeans as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think, as you mentioned, there are quite a few barriers that are contributing to this. So I think one of them is um, 60% of um, black people uh, in England and Wales live in London and London is one of the most expensive um, cities in Europe I think and that combined with the low rate um, wages that um, the black population is getting is definitely a recipe for like um, th- let me not say disaster but yeah and it's yeah also um, combined that with uh, gentrification which we saw that in the article that there was um, Notting Hill was quite a historic um, site for Black Caribbeans, uh, which were flocking here during the uh, 20th century, post World War II. And if we if we compare that to now, Notting Hill is very, very different, and it's you wouldn't, or I guess people wouldn't associate it with being Caribbean. They see it as like a, um, you know, a quite wealthy uh, white area. And yeah. you can see how the population has just been pushed out over time. So that definitely contributes to them just even 
in the, in the place where they grew up, you can't um, gain wealth. And that's quite, I think, resonates across London even today. You can see in areas with a lot of gentrification. And even if you've labored through the years, uh, you're getting slowly, slowly pushed out of the area. So you have to keep starting over. And I think that's quite, um, that, that's, that's hard for, for black families, I think. Yeah, particularly those that grew up when Notting Hill was predominantly Caribbean and they are seeing their their like home and their neighborhood being changed. Of course, change is good, but when it means that it doesn't involve you and your people mm-hmm. anymore, I guess it can be difficult and like they're being priced out to places, you know, that they're not aware of and it's not really considered about their kind of livelihoods. I know the article mentioned that in London alone, the prices of a home homes have skyrocketed skyrocketed sorry to over a thousand and four hundred and sixty eight percent in the last 40 yep. years which is like there's no, interest, there's no interest rate that is in your savings account that's going to make you like be able to keep up with that right so yeah definitely and for those that were able to get property before like the, the last 40 years have been able to I guess increase their return right and those families have been fortunate but a lot of um, for example, black families are much more um, young in their years in the UK, right? So, for uh-huh. example, um, black African families mainly came in the 90s and it hasn't been 40 years since the 90s. And so they've been in yeah. London, for ex- predominantly in London anyway, and in the other big cities, even if they're not in London, they're usually in other large cities, which have got higher prices on average. So they have been, they've not really been able to have that time where the prices are lower and they can kind of you know get on the property ladder as well as as you mentioned the low paid jobs in conjunction with this it's not helpful I know the article also mentioned um credit lack lack of credit access and being discriminated against when getting credit so I think obviously to get a mortgage is credit right so I think that's a big big barrier that needs to you know I don't know how, but somehow it does need to kind of, I think that's a system, the systemic issue, right? That needs to somehow be sorted, whether it's through, um, through the way they kind of analyze your credit, what they look at outside of um, like wages, of course. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Particularly what you mentioned about, you know, um, being able to save because of the housing prices. And as we keep mentioning, a lot of the majority of black people live in London and prices, the house prices in London are astronomical. Um, Mm -hmm. So even with the issue of the pay, um, the pay gap um, uh, between, you know, racial, racial disparities and pay gaps, um, even if we kind of like kind of reduce that, we still, because of high prices and because of the um, black people not having as much access, as you said, to credit, that mm-hmm. is still going to create an issue. So I think there has to be a um, a combination of solving all these issues because if you solve one, then the other one is left uh, unsolved. So it's still going to be a, a problem. And yeah. one one of them which we haven't mentioned is also discrimination that the article mentions that mm-hmm. racial discrimination is also um, a factor because um, I think they take black uh, male graduate and a white male graduate and everything else kept equal. The, the white male graduate earns 17% more than a black male graduate. 
and so there's definitely an issue of also racial discrimination so putting out one of the issues or trying yeah. to uh, solve one of the barriers uh, without solving the rest is kind of like counterproductive because it's still going to show up so I think there needs to be a there needs to be a tackling of all the issues at the same time in order to for us to see potentially um, black ownership of properties going up in the country in the future I think. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree Katia. I think if you look at the other ethnicities that have got high household wealth it is a combination of things it is their ownership it is their generational um, wealth that's been passed on down through generations it's their well-paid jobs it's all of the above is their access to credit so like you said it is a conjunction of things because one thing will having a low paid salary will uh. mean that your credit um your access to credit won't be as as much you know what i mean so like you said it all has a domino effect definitely agreed yeah and for example they mentioned inheritance so the inheritance uh for white people is around three thousand pounds and for black caribbeans was around 700 or 800 and for black africans was a pound yeah so that's that's quite stark and so in terms of you know first of all getting that the pay which is um does 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 there's a pay gap and then also passing that on to your generation that's also getting harder so the combination is just making it quite a challenge for black um families to gather wealth through properties and pass it on to the children yes yes definitely and that's the difficulty and even through property right you can just you can take out and extract money for you know difficult times or um when you need to, to buy more property so just having that one property just being on the ladder is very helpful in general for f- your finances in terms of whenever you need it whereas you know maybe some black families that don't have um access to property wealth will have to take out loans instead or you know take out debt elsewhere where it's kind of hindering them more and it's kind yeah, of that's... it can go down into a spiral yeah um i have a bit of a personal question do you think are you looking for um as a black person looking for housing do you see a future in housing in london or do you think it should be or you'll be outside of london looking at the the prices i think realistically (laughs) if i'm honest with myself although i'd love to stay in london um if i'm honest i would probably be outside not too far out but yes definitely outside it's the most realistic thing to do maybe if i you know i can use the wealth from properties outside london to eventually buy inside london i think that seems the most realistic thing but i mean as someone that hasn't bought a property yet i think the first property i would buy it doesn't make sense for me it doesn't even make logical sense to buy inside london when you know I could buy the se- double the size, for example, outside mm. of London for the same price, right? So yeah, I understand. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a sentiment that's echoed by a lot of people or black mm-hmm. people rather in our generation now currently because we definitely want to get into property ladder, property ladder, but we're seeing the prices are just not compatible <laughs> with what yeah. we can afford. So we're looking, but we're also not looking to go too far out because as black people, we still have to contend with, you know, uh, racism and also, you know, diversity across yeah. England, which is not the same, you know, can I still get my hair products? Can I still get my food outside of London? So there's that thing of not necessarily um, wanting to be, in London but also um 
not wanting to fare off too far from it uh, and I definitely I definitely feel the same so if I wanted to buy somewhere ideally my number one place would be where I grew up but mm-hmm. as mentioned the prices um are going off <laughs> so yeah. I might not be able to um afford it and unfortunately then that means that I probably have to look for somewhere else to yeah. um to buy and that might have to be just on the outskirts of London um but yeah I guess that's that's one of the things that is just is just unfair we're not able to you know be in the areas where we grew up and you know say that I want to I want to buy um I want to buy a house you know in in my neighborhood you have to kind of like look outside a little bit outside because that's where it's cheaper but then you also get the you know the everything else that comes with it the being the whole the only black person if you if you move out you know so it's it's a lot to to consider but um yeah yeah. definitely agreed I think it's the same and it's similar to what happened to the people in the article in Notting Hill right they had to choose whether they're going to pay the prices extortionate prices in Notting Hill and some of them did in the article and um or you know move out and start over again and I think there's that fine line of like you said and also London has a lot of jobs right you're more likely to get yeah like a range of jobs especially even um there's a lot of low-paid jobs in London too as well as high-paid right so yeah I think also moving out people a lot of people have to think about well can I afford to move out and then what about finding a job move out of London if I move out of London so I think there's also that dynamic too and of course you can't afford anything like any place if you don't have a job right so some people I think that's where a lot of um black of the black community struggle in terms of moving out of London whereas finding a job in the industry that they're working in and how that will kind of fare also yeah and so I was going to mention I think that the article did mention about regional disparities a little bit just touched on very lightly and of course there's the whole leveling up agenda where the focus is kind of on trying to reduce the disparities across regions Um, and of course that doesn't take into consideration race (laughs) so it's more to do with regional disparities um, but as we know, black people are kind of like, even in London, we have like a lower wage. So it's going to be even the, the same in other regions. So yeah. it's definitely a, a, a very, um, it, it's, it's a very, um, it's a worry that is definitely um, pertinent to black people because uh, are we going to be able to get the same um, level of income or enough um compared to what we get in London so yeah it's definitely it's definitely a worry yeah definitely I think I think it is a difficult one but it is the like the um the kind of risk you have to be willing to take if you do want to get on the property ladder that is and you know eventually like like we said that most people do think hopefully they can get somewhere close enough to London right and you know there's nothing wrong with living um, there's other people that live outside of London in other cities and you know they're fine so I think it's just what we're used to right but I'm sure um you know as people move out they still enjoy when I move further out of London I still enjoyed the place that I moved to so it's just taking the leap also sometimes. where did you move to I moved to Essex from London so not too far out but it's still far far enough to make a difference in the culture there was definitely a culture shock for me were there were there enough 
uh, of the Blacks. <laughs> no, there there wasn't at the beginning, but now there are. So that's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think actually that's that's a very good thing because one of the things that you see is people move um, where they see their own. So there needs to be someone as a, like a pioneer, but once mm. someone moves, then you see other people move. So maybe we should be the ones taking the step, you know, <laughs> no, being like, right. yeah. So yeah, making the first move and then you see that other people move and then you can create that whole community, which is what I guess our parents did, which is very brave for them yeah, to come to a country. But it was like... Definitely not enough not a lot of people that looked like them and there was a lot of racism and they they just moved and then a lot of people moved and then next thing you know they created a community and that's where we have today in London so I guess we need to take that brave step yeah no definitely <laughs> that's so true I think we wouldn't be here today without the parents doing that without um um the black Caribbeans doing what they did for example in places like Nottingham where they did um you know receive um hostile environments and you know the, the article speaks about their local businesses being raided and stuff by um antagonists so i think it's mm, very mm. It's, it's it's they without them like fighting that and you know still standing their ground and staying there you don't know where we we would be like would we even be having this conversation today right about even trying to get on the property ladder so i think it's important to like not be too um shy of moving or you know scared rather or have any fear but just you know um kind of embrace it and do what we need to do so that we can have this property wealth I mean so that the number doesn't stay at zero yeah that's true I think um what you mentioned about I think there there was a the article was saying about the the restaurant kept being um visited by Mm -hmm. police or shot that or by police or something like quite frequently and now it's like shot down as well like it's sorry it's being converted to another um yeah. type of restaurant or something yeah and yeah and it is it's such a stark reminder that that is people can be living in a neighborhood growing there putting their foundation in and then mm-hmm. in a few years because of price because of being pushed up by gentrification because of not being able to afford it because of you know ha- uh, rising house prices and your wages not rising accordingly then you're just getting kind of pushed out pushed out and over time you just you, you're forced to um not live in your neighborhood anymore and then when you go back as I said there's not a lot that is uh that 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 is um that reminds of of the the strong and heavy Caribbean presence in that area um, at the time which is quite sad because it's quite you know it's quite a cultural thing um but yeah I think the article was quite insightful because I know a lot of times we talk about um as black people we um you know we were facing disparities but to see that you know um the median property wealth was zero zero yeah. pounds Honestly. as a number was quite yeah it's, it's quite striking so um but yeah I'm glad I'm glad that was done in some way because yeah now we can see we, exactly we had the figures to actually see mm-hmm. and you know talk about and then hopefully maybe we can start to make progress into reducing some of these things and and do it consciously too right because without the figures we wouldn't know like what we're working with and how to kind of get there but to kind of see where we're starting and kind of see okay this needs to be intentional this accumulation of property wealth so I think that's really important for us to to know yeah um I think um so we, we we mentioned like um a few of the barriers so yeah. I think 
the article rather mentioned a few of the barriers mm -hmm. and having that in conjunction with the the figure of you know only um only a few a few percentage of black people own property in the uk um the median um wealth is zero i think that combined can actually um we can actually put some hopefully practical steps towards resolving them so for example by um making housing more affordable um right. <laughs> i'm not sure how realistic that is <laughs> um but we need to make housing more affordable uh just so people especially young people um can be able to afford it because i know nowadays if you want to buy a house especially by yourself is almost impossible you have to you know partner up which is not a bad idea if you can mm -hmm. partner up with like your partner or friend or family do it because i yeah. think that's it any way to get an, on the property ladder as long as it's like a um sustainable reliable, and fine yeah, yeah reliable yeah. and legal and whatever do it but if you want to do it alone it's almost impossible so uh, and I know there's all sorts of schemes but um yeah. even with that it's still quite um hard so I think housing needs to be made more affordable uh we need to acknowledge the discrimination that as black exactly. people we, we yeah. face um also the wages the wage um gap needs to be um uh, reducing um so that you know we can catch up to, to other people <laughs> and we don't face such a a stark difference and yeah and, and hopefully we can make progress in property wealth ownership within the black community because you know I really want that for us exactly I exactly agree I think um property in the UK particularly is such an important thing in terms of accumulation of wealth it can change your you know your class um your your financial bracket so I think it's so important as an economic indicator in the UK of how a community or any particular demographic is doing. So I think it's definitely important as black people that we see this, like um, these figures and we are startled and it's not just ethnic minorities. It's not um, other ethnic minorities, for example, like I mentioned at the beginning, Indian people have a higher property wealth than um, white British people and Chinese and Pakistani and other Asian people from other Asian backgrounds have higher than other white people that are in the UK that are non-British right so it's it is um, black Caribbeans and black Africans that are at the bottom it's not um, an ethnic minority thing or a BAME thing rather so I think it's important to click see that other ethnic minorities have been doing it and yes we um, are facing discrimination but I think um, I think there does need to be some kind of policy that kind of, you know, either whether it's like legally in terms of rights and, you know, discrimination and how they're going to monitor, I don't know. <laughs> but um, there does need to be something that targets Black people getting onto the property ladder, definitely. Yeah, I think I think what you said is, is, is quite uh, true because, yeah, we do see all the ethnic minorities which are not... I mean, we are at the bottom, um, unfortunately. Mm. And I mean, that's made me think, I wonder how, um, I mean, the situation is, uh, histories are different, but I was wondering about maybe how the situation is in America for, you know, Black Americans and their wealth, mm -hmm. property over there. Um, but they have a different landscape and different histories. And, you know, the yeah. wages in general, 
are way higher than British. Yeah, <laughs> in England, yeah, just we, we don't everyone. like we don't yeah. like paying. Yeah, we don't like paying people in England, so <laughs> they have higher wages and everything. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I would like, I would be interested to see how that differs um in the US oh, compared to the UK. But um, yeah, maybe for the listeners, if they want to know more about the US, we can do a part two and find out some more about the US and do a contrast. Yeah, let us know, guys. Definitely, yeah, I think. Um, that would be quite interesting to see the comparison and see, um, you know, because <laughs> um, if if we if we're just overall um, facing the same issue, I mean, most likely we are, but it, it would be just quite interesting. Yeah, we can do a part two. Definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think overall, guys, I think this podcast i hope you guys were able to just know a bit more about the landscape of you know property in the uk it is seen as a um, good economic indicator of how wealthy an individual uh, a community is um us black people we need to do better we we know we have barriers but we have barriers in other places and we've been able to overcome so you know hopefully it can be the same for this i know there's things like at the moment just for people not for necessarily black people but for people in general such as like stamp duty holidays so and that's a large tax of when you buy property at the moment so people can take advantage of that in the uk there's you know schemes for first-time buyers so definitely look out there and see what you can do with your individual situation and if every individual is you know making their situation better then you know it does accumulate so definitely um read the article too it's um bloomberg article and it's called um how london's property boom left black britons with nothing so definitely give that a read yeah i i agree i think um we can get on the property ladder as mentioned before if you want to partner up do it i think um as emmanuel mentioned property is quite a key indicator um uh economic indicator so especially in 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 the uk and british society so uh if you want to partner up if you want to get into one of these schemes yeah of course always do your research but um i'm all for us getting more into the property ladder and you know reducing the uh, wealth inequalities that we face in these countries um but yeah that's all we have for today thank you manuel for joining me uh in talking about um the article by bloomberg um so thanks for listening to um to our listeners thank you for listening uh make sure to um Follows with the hashtag TBENPOD. That's T B E N P O D, TBENPOD. Um, tweet us um, at us on any social medias, uh, Instas and Twitter at the black econ underscore. That's at the black econ underscore. And yeah, feel free to tweet us, to Insta us, to Facebook us. Well, no, we don't have Facebook. <laughs> uh, to LinkedIn us. And yeah, use the hashtag TBMPod to reference to any of our episodes and keep the conversation going. And we'll see you on, or well, we'll speak on our next episode. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Katia. Bye. Thanks. Bye.